بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن انس رضي الله تعالى عنه انه مر على صبيان فسلم عليهم وقال كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يفعله متفق عليه وعنه رضي الله تعالى عنه قال ان كانت ان كانت الاما من اماء اهل المدينه لتأخذ بيد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فتنطلق به حيث شاءت رواه البخاري انس رضي الله تعالى عنه narrates with regards to his own practice that he would pass by the little children of Madinah Munawwara and he would greet them with salam in other words anas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu would make salam first to the little children of Madinah Munawwara and then he would observe with regards to this practice or him being meticulous in this regard his observation would be that kana nabiyyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaf'aluhu that i have personally witnessed that this was the noble practice of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we should bear in mind that imam nawawi rahimahullah is mentioning this under the chapter which deals with tawadu that is humility wa khafdh janah lil mu'minin and adopting leniency kindness compassion lowering one's wing being humble in our dealings with our fellow believers this hadith clearly illustrates the extreme humility of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam before we go into the explanation of this hadith the narrator of the next hadith of a similar meaning again is anas bin malik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu we find that generally such a hadith most of the ahadith the narrator is abu huraira radiyallahu ta'ala in other words the most prolific narrator of hadith is abu huraira radiyallahu ta'ala anhu 5374 ahadith ulama ikram say was narrated by abu huraira radiyallahu ta'ala anhu but when it comes to the practical conduct of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam how would nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam behave what were his unique characteristics and his practices find generally two sahaba open this up in front of us one is inside the house many many such ahadith like the one coming in front also the narrator would be aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha mother of the believers the beloved wife of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and another sahabi who would very often give us a testimonial of the practical behavior of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was anas bin malik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu the narrator of these two ahadith which we are currently discussing the reason for this is that anas bin malik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu enjoyed a very special privilege in the sense that when rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam made hijrah to madina munawwara 
the mother of Anas bin Malik came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At that time, Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu was 10 years of age. She implored Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that, Ya Rasulullah, I'm giving you my son Anas as your khadim, as your servant. So Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu Referring to this particular incident, he said, "Khadamtun Nabiya sallallahu alaihi wasallam ashara sinin." He says, "I was in the personal khidmat and service of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam for ten years, from the age of ten till the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam." So, among Sahaba also, he is known as Khadimun Nabi, that he was the Khadim, the special servant of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, he had this unique privilege of observing directly the demeanor, the manner, the conduct, the special habits, etc. of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from the point of view of being the servant of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now contextualize this. Whatever Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala told us, he told us from the point of view of a child. He was 10 years of age from the time that he went into the khidmat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So this in itself already indicates for us that whatever Anas bin Malik is telling us, is telling us from the point of view of what? Of someone who is generally what we consider to be a lower social rung. Somebody who is in your khidmat, somebody who is in your service is like your staff, is like your employee. And then over and above that, 10 years of age, so he's a youngster. Normally, our attitude, the pride which we have in our hearts, we tend to look down upon youngsters. And then somebody who's a servant, a staff of ours, unfortunately, many of us, we don't give them that respect or that regard. Whereas we see in the light of seerah, in the light of the Sunnah, the light of the practic- practical example of Rasulullah sallallahu something completely contrary. Anas bin Malik leaves his house, particularly to walk in the streets of Medina, looks for the little children, makes salam to them, and then he says that I saw Nabi sallallahu doing this. Not the rich people or adults. He says I saw Nabi sallallahu particularly being meticulous in making salam to little children. And then the next riwayat, he says that in kanatil min imai ahlil madina. If you look at social rung or social classification, you'll obviously get the prominent, the wealthy, those that have status, those that have position, and then as you move down, then will be the servants. Perhaps the lowest rung of society would be who? Would be the little slaves. One is a slave, then a slave girl. So Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala says, even a slave girl, min imai ahlil Madina, of the slave girls of Medina. In other words, someone you won't give a second glance to. Someone who is probably on the lowest rung of society would walk up to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not just walk up to him. لَتَأْخُذُ بِيَدِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Would take the hand of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَتَنْتَلِقُ بِهِ And she would lead him حيث شَاءَتْ wherever she wanted. 
she needed something, some work of hers she wanted to get done. This ordinary slave girl of the slave girls of Medina would be able to approach the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the greatest human being that ever walked the surface of the earth. The highest maqam, the highest status we can accord to anyone. That was his status and privilege. Yet an ordinary slave girl would be able to walk up to him, grab hold of his hand and lead him wherever she wanted. No matter how busy he was, no matter what Rasulullah was engaged in, he was that approachable. It was that easy to have access to Rasulullah wasallam. And his demeanor was of such softness, soft, such compassion, such kindness, that even a slave girl would feel free to walk up to him, grab his hand, maybe a little child also, and lead him wherever they wanted, to get him to do whatever they wanted him to carry out for them. Such was the humility, such was the compassion, such was the soft-naturedness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's mentioned in another riwayat, كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَزُورُ الْأَنْسَارِ Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make ziyarat, he would visit the Ansar of Medina Munawwara. And in visiting them, فَيُسَلِّمُ عَلَى سِبْيَانِهِمْ He would make salam to their little children. Rasulullah sallallahu would greet the children of the Ansar. وَيَمْسَحُ رُؤُسَهُمْ He would pass his Mubarak hands over their heads. وَيَدْعُوا لَهُمْ And he would make dua for them. These little nuances teach us what the akhlaq and character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was. And more importantly, they have to inculcate or imbibe within us a genuine desire to emulate the practices of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi What do we learn from this? Greet your subordinates. People that are in your employ, your servants. Today, unfortunately, many of us don't even give our servants, particularly our domestic servants in our homes, a second glance. Many homes you'll find that the utensils of the house are not even shared with the servant. Servant can wash and clean your utensils, but they must use different utensils, you must use different utensils. Facilities in our homes, we don't allow our servants access to them. In other words, we have this the so-called social distinction. We set up these lines of distinction, inferior, superior, touchable, untouchable. This goes against the very grain of the akhlaq and character of Islam. Nabi Apaq children could approach him. He would be particularly in greeting those children first. And Nabi Apaq was accessible to everyone. There wasn't the social divide or distinction. And this goes against what Islam wants to inculcate in and within us, that of tawadu, humility. Humble yourself, lower yourself, become approachable to everyone, become soft towards everyone. Those of us engaged in the work of Dawud and Tabligh, this these are the qualities that we have to try and inculcate within ourselves. Come across anyone, when you're out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, greet them, make salam, become a source of assistance, assist people, become a source of service to one and to, to, to others. What, have, what will happen when we do this? This will eliminate the sense of superiority and pride. 
because the sense of superiority, what we call barai, uj, these qualities, in other words, pride, superiority, this is something that destroys a person inside. How do we break this down by making khidmat of others? How do we break this down by making salam with one another? In fact, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, You will never enter Jannah. You will never enter paradise until you bring Iman. And he said, You will never have true Iman until you don't love one another. If you think you are superior to someone, you are not going to love that person. A Muslim is one who loves everyone, loves every other believer, has the softness and compassion towards others. Nabi Islam said, you will never enter Jannah till you do not believe, and you will never be a true believer until you don't love one another. And then what did he say? He said, Awala adullukum ala shayin, idha fa'altumuhu tahabaptum. Should I not show you something? If you will do this, Allah will create this love for one another. He said, Afshu salama baynakum. Make salam common amongst yourselves. The sunnah of salam, even to little children, to whoever we come into contact with, to our staff, to our employees, to our subordinates, etc. This is one of the shi'ar and symbols of Islam. And unfortunately, to a large extent, the sunnah has come out. From this we learn, even with children, he would not wait for the child to make salam to him. He would make salam first. Al-Badiyu min as-salami bariya min al-kibr. Rasulullah Wasallam said, the one who initiates the salam, the one who initiates the salam, he is free of kibr and pride. And not only free of kibr and pride, pride will be broken down. The sense of superiority, this arrogance, etc. will be broken down when we will initiate the salam. In fact, when you make salam, it becomes farz kifaya Becomes farz kifaya for the person who heard, for those that heard your salam to respond. In other words, every one of them don't have to respond. At least one person who heard your salam, if one person responds, then the responsibility is discharged. But from this ulama kiram extract the masla, that the one who made salam first, one, he gets the reward for the salam. Secondly, because he became the source of this farz kifaya coming to, into existence, he gets a special reward for that also. So we find that the one who makes salam first gets more reward than the one who is responding to that salam. So we should be such that we should initiate the salam. Nabi Wasallam would walk towards the children of Madina Manovara and he would greet them. From this we also learn when we come into contact with little children, show them some muhabba, show them some compassion. Pass your hand over the head of a child. This was a sunnah of Rasulullah He would make dua for a little child that he comes into contact with. So don't wait to be requested that make dua. This is a sunnah. Rasulullah when he would see children, not only would he greet them, not only would he show kindness to them and compassion to them, Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make dua for them. وَيَدْعُوا لَهُمْ so make dua for your own children. Make dua for other people's children that you come into contact with. Invoke the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them. And from this also we learn by our practical behavior, we will teach our children etiquette and respect. The Sahaba, 
coming back to this riwayat, we've run out of time already. Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala nu initiates a practice. He goes out in the streets of Medina. He makes salam to whichever children he comes into contact with. Obviously even adults, but particular mention is made of the children. He makes salam to whichever children he comes into contact with. Then he says that Kana Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yafaluhu. This was the noble practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So what this teaches us? This teaches us that Sahaba meticulously emulated Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whatever they saw Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself doing, they themselves would be careful to bring those practices in their own lives. They would meticulously emulate Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from the second incident where Anas bin Malik describes that any slave girl also from the slave girls of Medina could walk up to Rasulullah sallallahu and lead him wherever she wanted. In other words, get him to do whatever task or chore she needed fulfilled. From this we learn that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was eager to be a source of service to others. He was accessible to others, he was easily approachable to others, and particularly Nabi Pak used to go out of his way to assist the weak, to assist the downtrodden, to assist the poor. So this is this should also be part of our akhlaq, become a source of service and khidmat to the weak, to the downtrodden. Look around us who is in need and try and assist that person. In that this will naturally create this quality of humility within us. Now give us the fix one.